Welcome to the June 27, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly. I'll be your host today. Today we'll be going over Proverb 27. But before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would open their ears to hear and their heart to receive everything you have in store for them today. Lord, I pray that you would give them wisdom throughout this coming week. Lord, I pray that whenever they have a difficult decision to make, that they would seek you in prayer and find the direction they should go. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Proverb 27, beginning in verse 1. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. Let another man praise you, and not your own mouth, a stranger, and not your own lips. A stone is heavy, and sand is weighty, but a fool's wrath is heavier than both of them. Wrath is cruel, and anger a torrent, but who is able to stand before jealousy? Open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. A satisfied soul loathes the honeycomb, but to a hungry soul every bitter thing is sweet. Like a bird that wanders from its nest is a man who wanders from his place. Ointment and perfume delight the heart and the sweetness of a man's friend gives delight by hearty counsel. Do not forsake your own friend or your father's friend, nor go to your brother's house in the day of your calamity. Better is a friend nearby than a brother far away. My son, be wise and make my heart glad that I may answer him who reproaches me. A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself. The simple pass on and are punished. Take the garment of him who is surety for a stranger and hold it in pledge when he is surety for a seductress. He who blesses his friend with a loud voice rising early in the morning It will be counted a curse to him. A continual dripping on a very rainy day and a contentious woman are alike. Whoever restrains her restrains the wind and grasps oil with his right hand. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Whoever keeps the fig tree will eat its fruit, so he who waits on his master will be honored. As in water, face reflects face, so a man's heart reveals the man. Hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of man are never satisfied. The refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold and a man is valued by what others say of him. Though you grind a fool in a mortar, 
with a pestle along with crushed grain, yet his foolishness will not depart from him. Be diligent to know the state of your flocks and attend to your herds, for riches are not forever, nor does a crown endure to all generations. When the hay is removed and the tender grass shows itself, and the herbs of the mountains are gathered in, the lambs will provide your clothing, and the goats the price of a field. You shall have enough goat's milk for your food, for the food of your household and the nourishment of your maid servants. Today I'm going to take a closer look at verse 6. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Friends, this is a very important verse. Okay, in our society today, we have a term called to be politically correct. And this verse speaks directly to that. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Okay, I have one little commentary at the bottom of my book, my Bible, and it says, Correction given in love by a friend is better than insincere acts of affection. This is an example of something that our world is doing on a regular basis. And, you know, I want you to think about this verse. You know, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. Okay, I'm going to speak a little bit later about the revelation that Paul had in the book of Romans in chapter 12. But what I'm trying to say is when you have a loved one or a very close friend of yours, and if you know they are doing something wrong, if you truly care about them, it is better for you to tell them the truth, even though they may not want to hear it, than it is for you to accommodate them and agree with them and say, you know, yeah, just go, go ahead and do that. No, if you really do that, that is not what a friend does. But this right here, the kisses of an enemy, are deceitful. And this is what people do. A lot of times people will praise people, even though they don't know them very well, and we're not to do that either. So, um, so many things that our world is telling us are okay are not really okay. And that is why we need to try to not be conformed to this world. Today, I am going to look at the book of James, chapter 2, and I will remind some of you who are not familiar with James is that James was a half-brother of Jesus, and so he grew up in the household with Jesus when Jesus was growing up, and James was very, very familiar with Jesus. 
And that's why James is, you know, I could argue, is my favorite book in the Bible. It is five short chapters, but it is so rich, and there are so many important verses in these five chapters that I would encourage anyone who really, really wants to begin taking a deep dive into the Bible, I would recommend the book of James. And if you're not familiar with the Bible, or if you're not used to reading it on a regular basis, I would actually invite anyone who would want to do this. Of course, I can't check to see if you're doing your homework or anything like that. You know, being a teacher, I used to say, hey, I recommend you do this. But I'm just asking anyone who really wants to draw closer to Jesus and become more like him, James is a good book to spend a little time and invest a little bit of time in. We are going to talk about chapter 2 today, and the title of the first portion of chapter 2 is Beware of Personal Favoritism. Now, the Bible tells us not to judge, but it also tells us here, do not participate in personal favoritism. And this is so rich, so listen carefully to this, because I know many of us sometimes do this. So, beginning in chapter 2, verse 1, let's listen to what James tells us. My brethren, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with partiality. For if there should come into your assembly a man with gold rings in fine apparel, and there should also come in a poor man in filthy clothes, and you pay attention to the one wearing the fine clothes and say to him, You sit here in a good place, and say to the poor man, you stand there, or sit here at my footstool, have you not shown partiality among yourselves, and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved brethren, has God not chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom which he promised to those who love him. But you have dishonored the poor man. Do not the rich oppress you and drag you into the courts? Do they not blaspheme that noble name by which you are called? If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, you do well. But... If you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all. For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. Now, if you do not commit adultery, but you do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. So speak and so do as those who will be judged by the law of liberty. 
for judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Let me say that one last thing. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Okay, this is a very, very rich portion of Scripture. The first 13 verses of chapter 2 of James. I'm going to bring up three points here. And the first one simply is do not show partiality. And I think it's, it's um, you know, let me give you an example. An example to this are movie stars. An example of this are professional athletes. And especially people who are very young really, really look up to these people. And people who are older look to these movie stars. And, you know, they're a movie star, and it's like they worship these people, even though they are not godly people and live ungodly lives. And a lot of these people commit adultery on a regular basis and just, you know, do all kinds of things which really are not very good. And yet we have a tendency, many people in our culture have a tendency to overlook this just due to the fact for who these people are. That is an example of showing partiality. If people are doing the wrong thing, then people are doing the wrong thing. We should not idolize these people. Number two, I think it's a very good uh, lesson for us, and it says God uses the poor people who are rich in faith to advance the kingdom. Now, I think this is kind of a foreign concept to many of us, and a lot of people even though they may not have a lot of money, even though they may not have a lot of material possessions in this world, and yet they are rich in faith. And many times people look at these people as being poor, and yet they are much better off than many of other people who have a lot of material things, simply because they are rich in the faith. The bottom line I'm trying to say in this particular thing is that there is an eternity. And if you are living the right way here on this earth and have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, even though you don't have a lot of material possessions. You may not have a nice house or a nice car or the richest clothes and stuff like this, but you really shouldn't be most concerned about that because material things will pass away. And this is like a plug right here that the most important things on earth are the people that we love. Those are the most important things. And I remember many times looking at tragedies that happen on TV and people who have been through a hurricane or a tornado and they have lost all of their material possessions. 
And yet, when you hear them on national TV, they are thankful. And why are they thankful? Because their loved ones are okay and they are not hurt. And what they do is they pull up their belt buckles and they sit there and say, we're just going to start over again. But as long as you have the loved ones in your life who are important to you, those are more important than any material possessions that you have. The third one is fulfill the royal law. And if you're asking what the royal law is, well, the royal law is to love one another. And I want to remind you that God loved you so much that he sent his son Jesus down to earth. And Jesus loved you so much that he was willing to die on a cross so that you would be able to have life and to be able to have it more abundantly. Let me just go quickly to Romans and chapter 12. And I want to remind you of this scripture, and I speak of this scripture often, but I want you to listen to the actual wording of it. In chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, verse 1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And this verse is really good. Let's go to 1 John chapter 2. I want you to listen carefully to these three verses. 1 John chapter 2, and listen beginning in verse 15. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever." And this is another connotation of the fact that there is an eternity. And we are supposed to focus on the things that are most important. And it's the people that we love. When you see things in this world and people who have cars and nice houses, we are not to envy them. And we, diff we definitely need to change, many of us need to change our entire paradigm of the way we think. So anyway, I'm going to close today, but I will never close a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If you have never made that decision, I invite you to repeat the simple prayer after me today. 
Lord Jesus, thank you for coming to earth for me. Thank you that you were willing to die on a cross so that I might have life and that I might have it more abundantly. Thank you that by dying on a cross, all of my sins have been forgiven. Thank you for saving me. I invite you into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if any of you said that prayer today, I ask that you send me a quick email at billkelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, 0807 at protonmail.com. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.